0: Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday the 25th of September coming up. Hundreds more police promised for Kent.
2: That means that the Chief Constable has got extra resources to deploy to things that residents want to see action on and it means that we can keep up the pressure on local criminals and give people the confidence that the resources are being used properly.
0: Figures reveal the drop in teacher numbers across the county.
2: Once we've got people in the
1: profession we need to hang on to them. We need to look after them better look after their well-being, make their workload manageable and connect what they're doing to the reason why they wanted to be a teacher in the first place.
0: Jill's defender recognised for 200 appearances.
3: Very overwhelming. It's an honour. Obviously, when you get rewarded with a plaque and a standing ovation at the end of a game, the fans singing your name is, is touching. Kent Online
0: News. First tonight, though, a transgender man from Deal has lost his legal fight to be named as father or parent on his child's birth certificate. Freddie McConnell gave birth in 2018, but has been legally living as a man for four years. The 32-year-old doesn't want to be listed as the mother, which is the law. Speaking earlier this month before today, High court hearing, he said, gender is irrelevant.
3: I'm learning what a lot of new parents learn, which is that your kid doesn't care who you are; they just need uh, to be looked after. And I think, as a you know single dad, I know that I can be just as nurturing, and I can give my child everything that they need.
0: Police have been called to Raynham following a suspected bank robbery. It's thought a courier transferring cash to the NatWest on the high street was targeted this morning. It's reported a number of suspects made off with money and left in a getaway car. A sitting-born man who kicked a boy in the face when he thought he'd laughed at his friend has been jailed. Shane Scamp carried out the attack at a park in the town in September last year. The 21-year-old from Wild Ash Croft was found guilty of causing GBH with intent and has been locked up for three and a half years. Two people have been charged after items like designer handbags and TVs were seized in Maidstone. Police found £30,000 worth of luxury items when they raided a property in Tunbridge Road in June. They also seized suspected cannabis and cocaine from a nearby car. A 35-year-old man from the town and 37-year-old woman are accused of concealing criminal property. Almost 200 more police officers could be on Kent streets by the end of the year. The police and crime commissioners revealed an ambitious plan to make the county's force one of the best in England. Matthew Scott has been speaking to the Kent Online podcast.
2: We are lobbying uh, very hard through my office to make sure that Kent gets its fair share. Uh, I think it's fantastic that uh, Boris Johnson's government wants to recruit 20,000 police officers. Uh, it means that we'll be able to do even more uh, than we've been doing locally on recruitment. There'll be 450 more police officers in Kent at the end of this year, compared to when I was elected. Uh, If we have the funding from central government, we should be able to uh, match that again. But I'm lobbying to make sure that it's done fairly, that Kent gets its fair share, and that we can keep our communities safe.
4: Absolutely, and, and, and there was a report that was published ahead of today's meeting that had a lot of details about some of the other work that you've been doing as well. Um, I just wanted to clear up. It talks about how there'd be an additional 180 officers by is April 2020, if I'm correct. Just Could you talk a little bit about that and, and where some of the, what some of those roles would be?
2: Absolutely, so the 188 contributes to that number, the extra 450 that there will have been over three years. Uh, those 188 are currently going through... Uh, training most of them others will be joining us uh, later in the year Uh, and what that does is that that means that the chief constable has got extra resources to deploy to things that residents want to see action on whether it is through more town centre policing officers so that they can uh, help uh, keep our town centres safe and support residents and local businesses whether that is through increasing the presence on our roads and in our rural communities But also it's about some of the outcomes that victims of crime want to see. They want to see their burglaries investigated. They want to see robberies investigated and violent criminals taken off our streets. Both the Crime Squad uh, and the Raptor Gangs teams uh, are doing that as a result of this investment in more police officers. We've seen over a uh, very short amount of time the Crime Squad have over 500 Uh, positive criminal justice outcomes in just a 20-week period, um, when maybe a few years ago that wouldn't have been possible. So we are seeing those officers deployed into local visible policing as well as action on residents' priorities.
4: Which is what people will want to see. And in terms of the one of the points that the councillors actually raised was about how they felt that sometimes... In the, in the national media, publicity about this sort of thing isn't always very positive and his and concerns with you know reductions of police numbers have had a massive impact uh, on levels of crime, which, which she took issue with in the meeting. I mean, perhaps I can give you the opportunity to say, wh- how, how does Kent compare to some of the other authorities? I mean, what is it that Kent's doing right, perhaps, that other authorities are struggling with?
2: Well, Kent Police, uh, because of the investment that I've made, recruited more extra police officers last year than any other police force in the UK. That is a substantial achievement by officers and staff to do that uh, with the resources which I gave them. But they're also the best-performing police force in the whole country as well. They have been independently assessed by the Inspector of Constabulary to be outstanding Uh, in three areas and good in the other. It's a better performance than any other police force in the whole country. What residents want to see is how that impacts upon them, so those officers are going out into local communities, investigating the crimes that they want to see action on, and it means that we can keep up the pressure on local criminals and give people the confidence that the resources are being used properly.
4: Absolutely. And with this, people also talk about Brexit, which is another massive major political story of the time, um, particularly with a potential no-deal Brexit. And, and you did say that really, Kent's ready, it's just what what's the date going to be? Um, how, what does that actually mean for people? How, what does that mean that you're ready? And, and some, of the, some of the aspects to that.
2: Well, I believe that Kent Police's preparations, working with the Kent Resilience Forum, have been very good. Uh, I believe that they have got plans in place to help try and mitigate the impact of friction at our ports and traffic on our roads. Uh, And that also extends to traffic in local communities as well, caused uh, as a result of that. That work has been going on for a number of years. Uh, That work has been going on to make sure that we do the best by residents, having learnt the experiences of Operation Stack in the past. What we need is a date because at the moment we are waiting on uh, where officers need to be deployed whether um, they need to uh, bring in officers from other police forces whether we are enabling officers to go on leave or not this isn't just impacting upon policing and its resources it's impacting upon policing people too uh, and them and their families so what we need is we need um, we need the negotiating teams to get a grip Uh, We need the 31st of October to be the date that we leave the European Union. I know there's talk of an extension at the moment, but what we need is we need to know what Kent Police is going to have to work with, whether it's a deal or a no deal, but they're ready.
4: And just finally, a sort of point that struck um, towards the end of the meeting, they were talking that you asked a series of questions from some of the councillors, um, and one of the aspects was a concern about uh, some of the rural areas and how how one of the members felt that perhaps they were being targeted by by drug dealers. And drug dealing at the moment is, is, is a major concern; it continues to be. Um, I just perhaps explain to listeners what your answer was to that question, who who may have concerns. There are a lot of rural areas in Kent and may think, you know, we, we're seeing the presence of drug. Dealers. but where is the visibility of the police sometimes in those instances?
2: Well, firstly, I'll provide the reassurance that with the extra police officers, the investment in community policing, rural policing, and partnerships with both the Metropolitan Police and British Transport Police, they are really focused on tackling this problem. Uh, It's one that has been raised with me directly as well as by councillors, so it is receiving substantial uh, focus. But what we do know is that drug dealers, unfortunately, are entrepreneurs in their own Way, uh, they will go where the market is. They will sell uh, one type of drug to affluent communities, they will sell uh, different types of drug to less affluent communities because that's how they think they're going to make their money. What we need to do is provide that reassurance to residents, as I say, that Kent police are out and about in local communities. They are executing warrants, they're bashing down doors and arresting violent criminals and drug dealers and getting these products, getting the weapons, getting the cash off the streets of Kent. That action is taking place. Every day.
0: The extra officers would take the total number hired over the last three years to 450 and bring Kent police to around 96% of its peak strength from around a decade ago.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: A man's appeared at Crown Court and denied stabbing two people in Sittingbourne. A man and woman were taken to hospital after police were called to a disturbance at a house in West Street last month. 25 year old Thomas Wheeler, who's from the same road, also pleaded not guilty to a fray and possessing a knife. He'll go on trial in February. An Ashford bank employee has admitted stealing more than £8,000 from elderly customers. Joe Lennon took their details after helping them make transactions at a Halifax in Canterbury last year. then transferred the money to his own account or withdrew cash from theirs. The 26-year-old from Peter Chandler Way pleaded guilty to three fraud charges. Now, Kent Online's been told there's been a 3% drop in the number of teachers in Kent over the past three years. And even more in Medway have quit the profession. The figures have been released as a new campaign gets underway to try and encourage more people to consider teaching as a career. Nationally, 43,000 teachers left the job last year and it's feared there'll be a shortage of 50,000 within five years if schools keep to the average pupil-teacher ratio. Former Education Minister Lord Knight says this needs to change.
1: Well, I think most parents expect something like uh, a class size of about 30 uh, for their children um, with then a teacher and maybe a teaching assistant. That's the sort of standard that we're working to At the moment, obviously, in secondary school, in some subjects, that varies a bit with some smaller classes according to some options that people take. But 30 is a a good basis uh, for thinking about things. And the overall picture that we have at the moment is that more teachers are leaving the profession than are joining it. And at the same time, we know that the numbers of secondary school pupils is rising by 20%. And that is now going to put a big pressure on those ratios unless we recruit a whole bunch more teachers. Two years ago in in 2017, 43,000 teachers left the profession. Um, That's about 10% in the state sector, and that's been fairly static for the last five years. Um, But the signs are that the numbers who are leaving early in their teaching career uh, are rising uh, considerably. So that That retention problem is a worry and it's a worry for uh, government and they've uh, acknowledged that and they've produced a strategy to try and uh, do something about that in terms of workload pressures to, to help teachers. But there are also problems in attracting people to be teachers in the first place, especially in subjects like maths and physics and some of the other sciences, English even, um, which are core subjects if we want our children to be successful as individuals and if we want our economy to be successful in the future. Government are making an effort and you know I'm pleased to see them announcing some more funding. Uh, I think there's always more that government can do, but there's also more that others can do. And that's why Tez is now launching this campaign to encourage schools themselves and teachers in those schools to talent spots, the future teachers that they're teaching, and to give those schools some training, uh, something we're giving away for free, um, so that they can uh, know how best to nurture that talent and get them to love the idea of becoming a teacher when they've been through university, got their degree, get them to come back, and then we can lessen this problem that we're worried about. Yeah, There's nothing we can do about there being more secondary school pupils, so if we want to keep the class sizes manageable, we just need more teachers to want to join the profession. It's never too late to be a teacher, you can start and train at any age, but also once we've got people in the profession, we need to hang on to them. We need to look after them better, look after their well-being, make their workload manageable, and and connect what they're doing to the reason why they want to be a teacher in the first place. That's helping children to grow and not bog them down with too many tests and too much accountability.
0: Mechanics have been looking through CCTV after a bus driver took children to school without realising he'd lost one of his windows. We're told he only realised something was wrong when pupils started climbing out of the hole where the glass should have been. Bosses at Chalkwell Coaches are now trying to find out how it fell onto the road. A selfie factory is coming back to Kent. The attraction which features a giant ball pit and donut wall was first set up at Bluewater in the summer. It's going to be back in November with organisers promising lots of new rooms. And at Kent Online, you can see the moment a Canterbury girl who lives with a rare heart condition got to meet Billie Eilish. 12-year-old Maddie Simon was put on life support when she was born with a defect which affects how the valves of her heart work. It's thought she'll eventually need a transplant.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: Football and Gillingham's Barry Fuller has been talking about his time at the club after making quite a milestone. He recently played in his 200th game and was honoured on the pitch by the chairman. The defender first played for the club in 2008 and returned 10 years later. He says it's great to be recognised.
3: Very overwhelming. Um, it's an honour, obviously, when you get uh, rewarded with a plaque and a standing ovation at the end of a game and the fans sing your name is obviously it's touching and obviously as i said it's very overwhelming and i appreciate everything the fans and the club have done for me over the 200 games still enjoy putting on that shirt every weekend as well yeah i love it and i go out to battle and wear the shirt with pride and obviously want to do my teammates the management and the club proud every time i go out there and i've always given 110% in every game i've played and obviously a lot of players would like to say that they can go and out there and do that but I'm pretty sure from a personal perspective I've, that's what I've probably done throughout my whole career and probably what I'm known for really. Is that how you build up appearances I suppose, keeping yourself fit, keeping yourself available for selection I suppose? Yeah, you've got to make sure you look after yourself. But in the modern days obviously the game's changed over, so from when I actually started probably, obviously 15 years ago or so, the game's got a lot quicker and you've got to make sure you look after your body and obviously the key to that is if you can avoid injuries. and going out, obviously I'm getting a little bit older, you look after your body at weekends and a bit more, but yeah, just stay fit and healthy and hopefully available for selection when the gaffer names their teams. How yeah. hard is that mentally? When you pick up a knock, obviously you've had some pretty bad injuries in your career, how does it affect you mentally going through that, knowing you want to play so badly? Mentally, uh, I'm quite a big believer in psychology and stuff in football, mm. so always try and stay positive and not get too negative and look on the downside of a lot of things. So, obviously, hopefully I always fingers crossed and try not to think the worst of when something happens. What's it like being in in his dressing room this season? Anything sort of changing, anything you can sort of reveal to us? Just that uh, he's very demanding on the players daily, on and off the pitch. Um, he makes sure that the intensity in training, games, uh, is, fit, um, is always real high, 100% and he lets everyone know that no matter how the team are performing, if we win games, that not everyone's shirt are safe unless you're doing your individual jobs and what he expects from you uh, as a player in that position in the team. So everyone knows that you've got to be on your toes daily and everyone's battling for the starting place and that's what you got to expect from the gaffer and we all come in every day working hard and, Hopefully, we're that person that he selects when he names his team.
0: He was speaking on Team Talk on KMTV. Well, that's it for now. But for more news throughout the day and overnight, just head to kentonline.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.